All right, welcome into the uh, Horse Racing Happy Hour. Very nice. Well, very well done, Dirt Louie. Breeders' and, Cup, uh, level clink. Mm -hmm. Let's go. That was good great. Start to that the was show. a good clink. Let's that go. was a very good, good clink. <laughs> and uh, we're here. It is our Breeders' Cup Saturday preview show. If you missed our Breeders' Cup uh, preview for Friday, that was yesterday. You can go back, find it on whatever platform you're watching on right now or listening on or whatever else. And uh, yeah, then you can have all the picks and make a whole lot of money. This all of them not all feet the picks, picks but horse picks you people out of the gutter, right be better have to be specify better. <laughs> be better be better Louis's the only one that gets harassed for feet picks really so yeah it's weird but uh, i'm beautiful Louis, all over have so you ever had a pedicure fine louis oh yeah i get like two or three a year no way really uh -huh. i love them yeah when you play oh. hockey it messes up your feet and so sure yeah, i have yeah. to get them cleaned yeah. up no for sure yeah yeah any okay. any sport right. like that. I mean, if, if soccer players' feet are messed up, basketball I'm players' sure. feet are messed up. Yeah, yeah. I I imagine eventually. Yeah, right. Runners and soccer players eventually the toenail situation is uh, less than optimal for sure. Yeah. So there you go. Gross. Yeah. A minute and thirty seconds into the show, you're talking about toenails. You haven't even introduced us, but you're talking about toenails. Come on, be better. Be better. Well, I, I said am, not optimal. Uh, I'm true. Mike Andolfo, and I'm joined by uh, horse racing handicapping guru Louis Rabot and uh, <laughs> Guru and uh, and Megan Devine. The ever pixelated <laughs> Mega Divine. How are you, Megan? Megan. Am I pixelated um, again? No, it's a little fuzzy, but it's not as bad as the little uh, All right. You I live good. on a farm, you know. There's really only so much we can do here. You know, it is what it is. We're just gonna we're just gonna roll yeah. with it. It's a, it's it's no big deal. Hi, no Sophia. Deal. Uh we had uh Breeders' Cup news. Let's get to the Breeders' Cup news of the day before we kind of go into some picks. But it sounds like we had some uh, some horses get out today. Which is normal, right? Mm -hmm. Today's would be a scratch day. Yeah. So we're here with the yeah, scratches sure. from today. Yeah. So United and uh, domestic spending both scratched today. It's interesting because I was going to make the case against domestic spending uh, in that race, actually. So uh, don't get to do that now. But uh, I think way more interesting rubbing my hands together. Uh, draw in uh, one of Megan's besmirchment horses of the year. Uh, so we'll talk about that when we get to the race. But I mean, I mean, besmirchment <laughs> horses I mean, of the year. I, no question. I have to. I no, I am. Oh, I can't wait to talk about this. I can't wait to talk about this. But I am going to have to have to play a horse. Like even if it's just a stupid like twenty dollars to show, it it needs to happen. I can't have Breeders' Cup Day without it. There you because go. of the rest of the year, I'm committed at this point. Um. So we we should go right into it. But Louie, yeah. you wanted to start off with a really quick pick. The Breeders' Cup race to start race four yeah. with the Breeders' Cup Philly Mare Sprint. But a pick five starts with race three. And so you wanted to throw out a really quick pick in race three because you think that this is a very playable pick five. I do think it's a playable pick five because I think in that race, Princess Grace and going global are running in the Goldicova. So you could actually use the two of them to start the pick five if you wanted to. Obviously, if you don't cut the cost of your pick five and have to play the pick four starting with race four. But I think there's a chance that a lot of people are going to want a single in race four, which makes you want to play a longer sequence if you can. And this is an opportunity to use Princess Grace and going global. If anyone wanted to know, essentially the Goldicova is for the horses that didn't get into Breeders' Cup races. And they're going mm -hmm. to run in race three of the Goldicova. It is a grade two. And I think on this show, we would absolutely grade it it's as a grade two. a solid grade two. Yeah, yes. right. If this yeah. were any normal yeah. Saturday at Del Mar, we'd be like, oh, this is a really good grade two. What an interesting race. Yeah. And we'd talk about We'd be talking hour. about this race for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. no doubt about it. There you go. Mm -hmm. So that's the, um, 
uh oh gosh sorry um the Golden Grace Golden is the two and going global is the seven so the two and the seven there you go the two seven if you want to start you, your pick five sequence you are not gonna take zofel you've been on this horse for forever and you're just gonna i do like zofel but I don't think that she is up to the level of those two horses, especially in California. So there you go. Zofel, I'll, trust, I'll trust Flavid in that race on uh, going global. I think that's okay. more of a lean for me than Princess Grace even. So Zofel with only one win mm -hmm. in uh, 2021. So I, I could see that. So I'm with you. All right. Uh, Megan says includes Zofel. So if you wanted to play that, you take you Louis too and just put Zofel in there. All right. So let's go on to the first Breeders' Cup race of the day. The Philly Mare Sprint. It is a grade one, $1 million, seven furlongs on the dirt. And as Louie said, this could be a really quick discussion um, because I don't, I look at who the second and third betting choice, morning line choices are here, and I don't think they come close to competing with the overall and favorite. This is Gamine's race. Kind of, do you think Gamine is vulnerable at all, Megan? Uh, no. No I, no, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, I, Obviously, she's now one. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five races in a row. Um, nine in her career, she has one loss. So, uh, gamin gonna gamin, as we like to say on the show. But more so than that, what I think is really fascinating is that she is she's just she's just faster than everybody else, right? I mean, she is. Um, but if there was a situation where where I think there. It is going to be that way because Bella Sophia, um, Rudy Rodriguez says they're going to send her, who's the six just outside. Then you also have speed on with Edgeway, right? She's got some speed as well. Um, they have to, I think it's kind of a similar situation with Latruska. Like somebody's going to have to contest. Otherwise, she's just going to get away with whatever she wants and she's going to win. The race is over by the, by, you know, the first quarter. So I, I like that they've actually been working her where she has a target to run at, which I think is actually pretty cool and pretty sneaky. So um, the October 30th, they, they gave her a target. It was a maiden special weight, you know, horse to run at. But they actually, instead of just working company, which is something that she does a lot, she actually has been working with Azul Coast, um, who's a stakes winner. She finished in front of him. She's working with Sumo, uh, who I think runs this weekend as well. And she works solo on September 29th and she looks so fit and just ears up super, super happy. But October 30th, they gave her a target and she sat off of it. And then as soon as I don't remember who was on her, I want to say it was Drayden. Actually, he works some horses, mm. but, um, but he just did a little like, okay, time to go. And she right. just gobbled up the ground and like had that horse in her, you know, sights and just blew past. And granted it wasn't anything in front, but it's the exercise that I think for a horse that is, typically a need the lead type we could say now all of a sudden she possibly has this other dimension where in a race like this that takes away i think her one vulnerability she uh she did kind of come on i mean she wasn't in the lead the entire time in this race last year but she's never lost a one-turn race yeah is, she's no. not gonna start now uh, no, i mean exactly. barring anything just bizarre happening uh gamin's gonna win here louis anything to add to that I do. I'm actually going to include Bella Sophia. No, I'm, I'm going to include Bella Sophia in my tickets. Uh, they both ran oh. a 121 over seven furlongs at Saratoga, exactly the same time at the same track this summer. Uh, I think they're both monsters, actually. Through her first five races, uh, Gamine had two 100-plus speed figures. Through her first five races, Bella Sophia has two 100-plus speed figures. I think they actually mirror each other a lot. I think there's a lot in common between these two. Bella Sophia's only losses to Australasia, who has four stakes wins this year. 
She just happens not to be a Breeders' Cup horse. I think last time out over Lady Rocket with Luis Saez, really, really impressive at Belmont after a really good performance at Saratoga. I think she's a problem. I thought I think her coming out party was the test. I know she's three. Didn't seem to matter for Gamine last year, and so I'm going to stay. I'm going to use both of them, five and six in this race. All right, there it is. So Louis is going to say that there could be a challenge to Gamine, so uh, maybe watch out for that one. Uh, all right, we're going to move on to the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint. It is five furlongs on the turf. It's a grade one for a million dollars. Um, and we'll start with Louis on this one. Louis, what do you think here? I don't. I have notes on every horse in this race. Oh, um, great. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go out for a second. I'll yeah, no, I don't blame you. All right, the one, Glass Slippers, <laughs> won this race last fall. Um, I don't love that this horse is among the only closers, but she's won five times at the distance. If you're going to exclude, I think you would because she's in the one. And if she needs to overcome all the horses plus a um, plus a trip, that's a thing. Jockey Tom Eves is on her, won this race last year. Um, the two, M. Roddy Anna for me, is the, the better play here for Kevin Ryan. Five-year-old gelding, bred in Great Britain, uh, grandson of Giants Causeway. Two wins and a second last three times out. He's flying right now. Straight line runs seem to be his specialty. Um, and outside of last year, um, when his trainer won this race with glass slippers, this race typically actually goes to American sprinters. We talked about this a little bit yesterday with the juvenile sprint in that a lot of these horses run straight line and then they get here and have to go a turn and it's just something different, right? Golden Powell won this race last year. Um, Golden Powell won the juvenile turf sprint. A juvenile, excuse year. me, last year. Yeah. It turns yeah. out that field sucked. I think one horse in that race has gone on to win a high level race. Listen, all the so, juvenile fields never, none of them ever come out and do it. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. Um, but I think Golden Pals would include uh, Lieutenant Dan. Megan, do you understand the Lieutenant Dan reference? Lieutenant yes, Dan. I do. Oh, my gosh. I'm not, you know, that young. Okay. Liar. I, I am. I am. Um, so, <laughs> Lieutenant uh, I Dan just is wanted, I wanted born. to add to. Yeah. Um, that uh, Andrea Etzeni, who is the jockey of your horse, um, Emirati Anna, yeah. actually r rode in Southern California for a little while, just a couple of years oh, no ago kidding. too. So it's okay. one of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was. Mo That's a really good. Night. I know he rode at Santa Anita, but um, I don't remember if he made it down for the Del Mar meet. I think he did because he was there for like six months. Sure. Um, so, so yeah, it's just a you know. Kind of, kind of a thing. I like the local experience at least because sometimes you get to tracks yeah. like this and you're like, oh, well, you know, they haven't ridden it before. Do they know? Ty Turns, Del Mar, blah, 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 whatever. But he's familiar with Southern California and, and, and the style there too, which is also important for what can yep. be a rider's race. Oh, Because no, half of that, if you, if you ask riders, you know, how they handicap races is, yes, of course, it's a horse's form. What's their running style, whatever. But a lot of their decisions are based on what is the other jockey's mm -hmm horses form and what are the other jockeys going to do i know this right. guy always comes off the rail i know this one always goes in i know this one makes a move here like they all have their little tendencies and they actually handicap each other so the fact mm. that it's any actually has some experience with this jockey colony or at least some of them that'll be riding on uh on breeders cup day i think is a really interesting note there you go and uh like we said kevin ryan won this race last year with glass slippers has emirati on in here that is the two lieutenant dan has missed the board exactly once in his life and that was against Open Company for the first time in 2018. 16 runs, 15 times hitting the board. Never missed the board on turf. He's just a tenacious horse. Giovanni Franco, local guy. Don't hate that. This would be a really good story. So I'm going to include Lieutenant Dan. Arrest me, Red is the five. Ran a 107.6 furlong sprint at Bel Belmont, including a 56-second five furlonger. 
That's a winning time. He's two for two at the distance. Major step up in class for Resmi Red here. Um, but sometimes horses just break well and they get out front and they're gone. And that could be him in this case. The six, a case for you. Interesting entrant as the horses uh, just won over heavy go at Longchamp. We're going to get the opposite of that at Del Mar. But has gone left-handed over a synthetic surface. Fascinated by a horse like this. If they'll like the firm actually having won on the synthetic previously. Beat last year's winner, Glass Slippers, at Longchamp last time out. Repeat performance might be good enough to win, so I'll include there. Charmaine's Mia, you really have to wonder if those three runs in a row at Santa Anita were her flash in the pan and that she simply just doesn't have that form anymore. Now, in her defense, they tried to stretch her out for some reason, and she just didn't have it. So we're getting back to sprinting here. If she can repeat the October 23rd workout she had, five furlongs in 57 seconds, she can be part of the equation. Pratt aboard, who knows, might be the bomb here. Uh, so that's the seven, Charmaine's Mia. Mega, do you want me to stop? I have uh, five more to go. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I yeah, let's, totally let's let go for a bit. on, <laughs> oh, on good, Lieutenant Dan. I'm not using that horse even a little bit. Like, okay. let it beat me, Calbred. I mean, it, it gotten very lucky in those races at, um, at uh, Santa Anita and Del Mar this year. I mean, Steve Miotti does... Well, um, he did better at Golden Gate than he did mm -hmm. in Southern California for a while. And then he had some horses that did well in Southern California. And Giovanni Franco has like a decline significantly in the past couple of years. But uh, but yeah, no, I mean, sure. Six to one on Lieutenant Dan. I won't be using it. <laughs> but um, okay. I, I like the I really like extravagant kid. And let me tell you why. <laughs> because. Um, this horse has had just an unbelievable campaign, uh, so far actually was in the Breeders' Cup turf last year, finished fourth, but only by a length behind Glass Slippers. I thought was finishing extremely well, um, made up so, so much ground in the final stages of that race. And I, I think was way further back than they anticipated he would be. Then he goes to Maidan and he wins the Alcoa Sprint, which is a straightaway. Um, they bring him over to Royal Ascot in the group one in the King's stand, which I believe is also a straightaway. He finishes third. Then the Darley cup also a straightaway. He finishes fourth. Nowhere comes back to Keeneland. I, I think I brought up the point, you know, now he's turning and he hasn't done that in quite a long time. What do you do? He runs second to golden pal, who I think is a very, I think he's a very talented horse. I rewatched the race from last year, the breeders cup, um, turf sprint. And while I don't, I'm not certainly putting down glass slippers, you know, Breeders' Cup champion, won the race. Got to have that. Hasn't done anything but, since. Um, hasn't done anything since. And I, I just, I think she got lucky. I really do. Because it was a ground-saving rail trip all the way. And it just, right. like, it, it just opened up for her. Like, you even kind of see. And, I mean, they're just kind of like, oh, cool. You know, and just just go through. Like, there wasn't, there was, there was so much happening in that race. And it was just, like, the stars aligned. And glass slippers got the fairy tale ending there, but I, I don't think we're going to see that again. I don't. I think that this is a pretty good field of horses. I love Golden Pal in here as well. Um, I think that prep for the Woodford was just super easy. Extravagant Kid was in there as well, so I like both of those horses coming out of that race. Um, Golden Pal did finish behind Emirati Anna, who's Louis' pick there in the Group One. Um, like Bassett, Nunthrop Stakes, but. Um, but yeah, I think Golden Pal is super, super talented, and he has been like very much on the muscle leading up to this when he had his last workout at Keeneland, um, and then even you know just I think the whole year. Kamari, another Wesley Ward trainee, she is a yes. filly. Um, granted, Glass Slippers is a mare, so she beat the boys last year, um, 
I think it, actually there's three, let's see, two Breeders' Cup champions in here, and then there's multiple female horses uh, in yeah. here as well, Kamari being one of them. Caravelle, but, um, yeah. you know, she has actually, I think most of her races or half of her races almost have been against the boys. She's been except second in the Group 1 Commonwealth Cup, which is at Royal Ascot, and she finishes behind Golden Horde. Um, you know, there were some good horses in there. She finished first in her last few races. Granted, they were against the Phillies. They were also on dirt. Now she's switching back over to the turf. Half of her races have been on the turf as well. So it just yep. seems like no matter what they do, she's just, she's, she's pretty tough. Um, I, I, think Kamari, money, so I think Kamari, I think Kamari's the wild card of the weekend. I, I like, I am actually, yeah, I don't, I think six to one is excellent value on Kamari. I agree with you. And seems to not care what surface she's on. She's just great. Right. And so, um, no, I, I love that, that Ward probably could have put her in a lot of different spots, maybe even the, the race before this and the dirt sprint, right. With the Phillies yeah. decided to run in this one against the boys has a feeling about the Philly right now. Um, and, yeah, and I, he's in the past five years, he's got a 25, 25% strike rate with horses coming off of 180 days or more with a layoff. Um, so yeah. And 22% of that is in graded stakes races. Right. So but I don't know. Megan's I just I feel like she she knows she she knows how to get the job done. She's talented. Megan's pick of extravagant kid has fifty three lifetime starts. Uh, I wonder when the last time we saw that in a Breeders' Cup race. Just for comparison, because Whitmore is a horse who ran forever. Whitmore only had forty three lifetime starts. Yeah. Yeah. So when you consider, you know, horses probably get at this class maybe five six starts a year. Uh, normal, you know, it's fifty three career starts is crazy uh for a horse like and, my and note on him. A, a horse that spent quite a bit of time on the dirt too you know yeah i mean he and does that 15 so, of those races on the dirt when you're looking at these and i'm just curious because you know a lot a lot is made of the like comparing <clears throat> the european turf which is really soft to keeneland which would be harder than that but still soft compared to a california turf is there anything that kind of factors yeah. in that yeah how do you how do you factor that in megan when you're looking at these horses I mean, I think it could only help, right? I mean, if they're okay with a little bit of a harder bottom on the turf course, then you would want them to to maybe have that dirt form or maybe the the look at least, right? Where they less of kind of the like springy deer type, depending on the, the distance of the race and everything. Uh, but more of that kind of like bold, big kind of look where you often find in, in some of those dirt races where they just have more impulsion that they can push off of that um surface a little bit more sometimes i think the the lighter skinny ones can just kind of skip across the ground and so the like softer ground tends to do well for them but uh yeah i don't know i like it i just i think the horse is is in sneaky good form right now i think it was a good prep in the woodford and i thought he was he was you know finishing up well too he actually had some trouble in that race as well so i i think he was a solid contender there i think he's a solid contender here and he's 12 to 1 so i i think he's driving kids a good one and they're also doing the turf on the turf only pick four, and this is the first one of those races too. Just a, a little better note. So go ahead, Megan. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry. Um, no, you're fine. I I have I was just going through the numbers. I, I think I have some of the same ones as Louis. I have Extravagant Kid, Golden Pal, um, <clears throat> the Nine Horse Kamari we talked about, and then yep. uh, I also had the Six A Case of You for a little bit of an international entry. But I I think that it's I I think it's Wesley Ward's race to. Win or lose, I really do. Interesting. I think he's got a really solid, a really solid handle on this one. Uh, Louis, so Megan's punching four horses. Are you hitting the all button? What is going on here? What are you What are you punching? Yeah, I'm punching all. Okay, that's a, that's <laughs> a lot of alls. 
It's well, a- like I said yesterday, I am trying to, I've got very, you know, these opinions that I, that I didn't do this last year. Just, I'm going to keep it short. Like we said, single gamine, keep it short in, in the front. And then as we go through the card, there's, it's going to get tougher. So I'm going to save my money here. Married Megan is more concise. Let's, let's just deal with it, okay? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> All right, the big-ass like fans. Moron time? <laughs> moron. There you go. The big-ass mm-hmm. fans. Breeders Did she just say hanging mom. out with us is a moron time? No, she's That's more just not even nice. Time. I mean, geez, it's so mean. Ridiculous. I mean, By the way. You know, we're late today um, because of Megan. Oh, so, yeah. You got to tell her. No, what are we my internet. Here, really? Oh, right. We're trained. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, shout out. Uh last of the the year series that they actually call these the uh, whiskey row series uh the bottle and bond 1897 so it's uh, obviously the four-year 100 proof um i i was like hey can people get this in all of our markets and they're like yeah yeah no problem so i looked it up uh at the total wine in pasadena california that's a 52 dollars bottle i would say it drinks like a 52 dollars bottle for sure um nice little whiskey i put an ice cube in mine mike you just did I did uh, the bourbon stones, stones right? yeah, which yeah. I've never done before. Yeah. I got those as a gift from my boy cool. Brad Nolan, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Shout out to and uh, which is, you know, it does give <laughs> it a little bit of a chill, right? Without watering it down. So some people have told me in the past that they taste the stone. I don't taste the stone at all. So maybe okay. I properly properly prepared my stones. <laughs> there you go. Okay. All right, can we can we go on to the big ass fans dirt mile now? Yeah. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. All right. Put your stones away. All right. One mile on the dirt for a million dollars. Let's do this. Who do you got? By the way, can we all agree, as much as I was like loving life is good a couple weeks ago, that four to five on this horse is ridiculous? Yes, we can agree that. Okay. Yeah. Because I I, that is yeah. such a short price on that horse. That man, I'm not... so interested to see if Megan and I are anywhere near each other on this. Go ahead, Megan. Life is good as vulnerable as a favorite, right here is all I'm saying. I have a right. long shot in here yeah. that I don't think you're gonna play. I, I think, I think we're gonna. Okay, right, so Megan, I, li- life is if uh, in a short. If you want to continue with a short ticket, sure. Single life is good. I think um, life is good. Silver State is probably the horse to beat him. He seems to be in really, really good form right now. Six races this year, four of them were wins, a second place finish. Third start off the layoff. He comes in with um, <clears throat> a prep at Parks where he finished second by head to mind control. Um, I loved, loved his workout on October 31st. He just was so springy over the surface. He had great, great energy. Um, so I think that that horse is really in form right now. And, you know, you look at at some of his races too, his, his mile and a half that they brought him back in at the, uh, in the Whitney rather, where he was in against Nick's go Maxfield. He finished third that day. He cuts back to a mile here, which he did last time as well. Um, it seems like some of his better races, maybe uh, on numbers could have been the mile could have been the seven furlongs that he was in. He still did well at a mile and eighth too. So he's, he's certainly a horse that has some range, but, um, I just love the way he's prepared coming into this. So I think silver state's definitely a horse you should use. I, I might throw in snapper Sinclair for a little bit of a long shot play at 12 to one. I actually think, um, well, I did quite a few interviews with Jeff Bloom, his owner, um, before the race in Dubai, the Godolphin mile where he finished fourth. He did have some trouble in that race though. And it actually doesn't say that, but I, I believe it was at the top of the stretch, um, or maybe just before 
or I remember he had to kind of check back a little bit. So it wasn't the race that they necessarily wanted him to have. He also got loose that week mm. and uh, was certainly on the muscle. And so there was a lot happening for him. He was washy um, as he was preparing. So he, run, he ran fourth. I mean, it was still a pretty decent effort, I think, with all of those things considered. He comes back on turf, yes. Uh, in the last three races, he runs second, first, second, um, with the most recent one being in the Eddie D. So now he's going to stretch back out to a distance that I actually think he – he prefers. I, I think he likes the um, mile. Steve Asmussen going to sprint her out. He does this all the time. The wins at 19%, turf to dirt, 21%. Right. Um, but he is a horse that I think they've always thought would be better on dirt. Because if you remember, he was actually on the Kentucky Derby trail for a while. Yes. He, I think, finished, I think it was second in like the Risen Star. Like he was on that Louisiana, uh, yep. the Fairgrounds trail. And he still has some really good dirt form. I mean, he, it wasn't that long ago where he finished second in the cigar mile, um, that year. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that he's, did you he's just an interesting play for me, but I just need to make sure because you did just besmirch Latina Dan. Mm -hmm. Okay. I just want to, it has nothing that, to cause... do with the horse switching services was that the kind of did like, what do you, what i you, mean i kind of felt like you took lieutenant dan everything to do with the trainer i don't think steve Miotti is going to win a breeder's cup race i'm sorry i said it well i mean <laughs> i think you it was more like the the i didn't think you thought lieutenant dan was classy enough and then but lieutenant dan well he is a calbred that mostly won state calbred races and i think sure and had very limited grade stakes experience and whatever else and i mean i will admit that the last couple of races are very impressive but i there's there's a lot of there are a lot of factors for me to overcome yeah six and a half furlongs on the turf there's a sure. lot of factors for me to overcome to get on the bandwagon of lieutenant dan i'm i'm taking snappers and claire completely out of that race and out of that equation out of the race that lieutenant dan is in which obviously he's not in the same race and putting him in a different scenario okay i can't get on that one at all louis okay it's my but long shot I, I hope you i hope you hit it and you can tell me how wrong i was louis did you have <laughs> snappers sinclair i don't um okay. i agree with you mike um it's so no i I can't believe Megan didn't mention this horse at all. The the recent freak Ginobili, um, who I have the, him on my like if I'm playing a long ticket. I'm okay, got it. Eight and three. And I've Ginobili. I've Ginobili on top, and I don't know what it is, but the horse loves Del Mar. Um, has three for seen, four. Uh, just set no, for lives a mile. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah one hundred four, one hundred two, back to back. Keeps Drayden. They keep, keep it Drayden on this horse, which is I think is a sign that they think they found something in that combination. Uh, Drayden not having the best transition back out to the West Coast. I think a lot of that has to do with the mounts he's getting. They're not usually of the level of a Ginobili, and he's getting that here. So um, I'm one three five as far as longer tickets because I do think life is good. Can win here. Interested sure. to see mm -hmm. that horse going back, having run with Pletcher on the East Coast, going back to the West Coast, um, back to, frankly, to his roots, right? Um, having run and uh, broken his maiden at Del Mar. But impossible to ignore the four for five. Uh, nothing wrong with having Iran Ortiz in the in this the irons. At some point, Ricardo Santana Jr., fantastic housewife, is not going to suck anymore. And this he might be today. the race. No, he won today. Oh, good. Thank God. He won today at Del Mar. He won today at Del Mar. Thank God. Yeah, he did. Just get, just get out of Kentucky. Get that poor guy out of got, Kentucky. Yeah, no. Just, I got a little of that seesaw yeah. air. And yeah, he's Steve got his win to go at Churchill now. today. He's been winning yeah. at other tracks but like just get those guys out of kentucky no he got um, it he got it he's that's fine. good uh, well he's and so, yeah it's yeah ridiculous. he's way better than his he's better than you yeah. i agree with that completely life is good too just to bring it up has beaten um medina spirit multiple mm -hmm. times who obviously went on to he's win the Kentucky average. derby and is in the <laughs> and is average. in the breeders cup classic which we'll talk about coming up later um and then 
finished just behind Jackie's Warrior, who is one of my favorite horses. I think so highly of that horse. So I will say that the competition that he's been able to keep and beat um, in his yep. races has been impressive. I don't, I don't care about the Kelso. I didn't think it was a very good race. So um, it doesn't matter to me that he won that by five lengths. Granted, it was a grade two, but I think that was one of those that we looked at and we were like, mm, grade two, you know? So uh, I think um, the mile in a, in a minute 34 when he like yes. was comfortable is very impressive actually. So the time when he didn't have to do a lot at the end is it's actually a, very impressive. It's a workout. It was a workout Agreed. And it, I just mean like one. as far as like the field. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like he I definitely mean, is a very talented horse. You got to pay for that workout. 46, 110 yeah. for five furlongs, right? I mean, or for six furlongs. I mean, that he was moving and then they yeah. just took, they, they hit the brakes and like, no, no, totally. So that's the only thing I'll say about that race. But I agree. Mm-hmm. Beating uh, Fort Peck and doubly blessed. Yeah, we're not going to. Yeah, we're not going to. No, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're not doing life that. Is good. <laughs> uh, life is good. Very well could win this race. I'm just saying, like, if I'm looking at this price and I'm getting four to five, I'm not I'm not real excited about that because sure. could definitely be vulnerable, you know. So I will likely um, single him in some of my tickets and then I will I will provide an option for myself to, to get a couple long shots yeah, or yeah. better price horses. A and B tickets. All right. I just lost some of my light up here. We're having <laughs> electrical issues up here. I don't know what's going on. Technical right. difficulties. Yeah, but that's okay. Uh, the seventh race is the – oh, my gosh. All right. I'm going to have to go with one light. Sorry about that. The Maker's Mark Breeders' Cup filling their turf, uh, grade one, <laughs> a mile and three quarters. It's, it only makes me look better, Megan. It only makes me look better. The darker it is, the better I look. <laughs> All right. So this is the start of the pick six um, right here with this race. So a mile and three uh, three eighths. I apologize on the uh, on the turf here, Louis. Who do you like in your one of your favorite type of races? I did not uh, hit all in this race, so don't worry. Uh, I have four <laughs> horses here. Um, what? So is, oh my so, gosh, we are totally opposite. I have basically all, and you awesome, have great. four okay. horses here. Yeah, this, so this is great because Megan's wrong, and so Love is getting a lot of social media buzz. <laughs> For good reason. All she does is run a really high-level company, pepper the board, 12 times hitting the board in 14 lifetime runs, has won half of her starts. I do think the six here, Love, is the class of the field. Warlike Goddess, the seven, is far and away the best North American shot at winning this race. Uh, Would be the first American-bred horse to win this race um, since Stephanie's Kitten in 2015. Wow. Um, So that's a bit of a stat that, and those, that kind of thing really matters to me because we went to California twice after 2015. Mm -hmm. And so that's to me kind of telling that even in, you know, Mike, you were asking about the the turf form in California Mm -hmm. seems to play to those euros just fine. Um, That would be some incredible company to make her on the same level as Stephanie's kitten. I also don't know how much I trust Julia Leperu, but frankly, the two of them seem to work very well. So I should just shut the hell up because uh, all they do is win. (laughs) Um, And so the eight, no matter what, another love horse. There you are. Um, love only you. Continuing with the Megan uh, wedding. No. Month, um, ships from Japan, and won twice back at the QE two Queen Elizabeth II <laughs> at Shatin in Hong Kong, one of the world's most prestigious races. That's a three point two million dollar purse. Uh, that's more than the mm-hmm. Kentucky Derby. Uh, got the lead with a furlong to go, and ran on like the Banff that she is. Uh, lost last time by less than a length in Japan, but a reminder that winning. Saturday turf horses at the Breeders' Cup only go back to back 33% of the time. So th- a third of the winners in the turf races on Saturday won their last time out historically in the Breeders' Cup. So to me, she's an include. I think she can bounce back to that shot in form. 
And then the 12, Adoraya, won I, this race last I, year. I, but, yeah. I agree with you just to to not like repeat anything. So I also have Loves Only You um, sure. in my like multiple selections that I have. I think it's in my top four, but I have more than four <laughs> for this mm-hmm. race. But um, this was a horse that everybody was talking about um, for the Shima Classic in Dubai at the yes. mile and a half distance on the turf. Right. Finished just behind Chronogenesis, who's a very highly regarded horse as well um, in Japan. And then the horse that won that race was Mishrif, who ha- won the Saudi Cup um, that was on dirt and then went and won the Shima Classic and has won multiple races. In fact, they, he was a horse that I think they were thinking about bringing him over for the turf. And yes. then John Gosden decided to to keep him uh, um, overseas and they're going to target something else. But he is regarded as one of the best horses in the world right now. So the fact Period. that right. Loves Only You ran third, half a length behind Mishrif and Chronogenesis, who's also very good, is to me, and then comes back and follows it up in a group one with a win at Shantan, and then finishes second in a group two in Japan with a, a really, really good second place effort. So I I agree with you. I think four to one is fair on Loves right. Only You. I think it's a serious right. contender in here. Yeah. And I, and I, I appreciate that they're running her on the restricted Philly mare side, right? So that she gets, I think, yeah. a really legitimate shot here. Um, the more I talk about it, the well, more that's I the other thing she too. Be... She, she, Chronogenesis, um, is a cult, I believe, and Mishrif uh, is certainly. as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah that's what so, I'm saying. I mean, and she's winning three million dollar races against the. Boys. And now I mean, she's running is... against her own gender. Uh, yeah, that's exactly, exactly. right. No, super she's legitimate. Fine. If that's how yeah, she identifies, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> the 12 Alaraya won this race last year. Hasn't had her best uh, form in 2021. I think that maybe a three-turn race in the U.S. getting back here might be something that have, helps her. Neck and neck with love, actually, in the Prince of Wales and Ascot of June. If she can get any of that form back, she's got a chance here. So I'm I'm going four horses here, six, eight, six, seven, eight, and 12. My All one right, concern with um, Adaria is that it seems like she much prefers softer going. Um, she's had just a few races where the turf was considered good or firm. Um, she finished six, like a bad six in England when it was considered right. good. And then she, and she had some earlier races like at um, in France and, and England in 2019, where she did a little bit better on firmer ground, but she then came to Keeneland where it was firm. Remember firm at Keeneland. I'm doing air quotes for everybody listening that can't see us. Um, and she won that day. So, you know, she is a Breeders' Cup Philly Amer- turf champion. But I wonder if the turf at Del Mar, which is going to be significantly harder, is going to be not to her liking. I think she prefers a little bit more cut in the ground. Okay. So that I think that's my one concern for a horse like that. If we're, you know, if we're looking at past Breeders' we're Cup champions, you're trying yeah, to find... Right. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to find reasons why they might be vulnerable and not be able to to win back to back. I also think this is a really, really interesting field just with the horses that have assembled here. Um, you know, you have you've got some, I think, some really good potential value, at least underneath. I, I personally want more like Goddess, who's seven to two, and I think is a seven to two favorite, but um, but yeah. She is, yep. Uh, that, that's who I'll I'll be going with on top. Then there's like a lot of other horses too. I'm taking a long <laughs> shot here. I'm going I'm going with going to Vegas. You are. I actually have been impressed by going to Vegas. Um, I mean, she, I don't, 
That's Umberto and Grass in Southern California. Of course. I know. Six, exactly. six or seven of Del Mar on hitting the board, you know. Yeah, bang, let's go. And I don't oh, know that sure. I'm including dog that. tag, but I'm including going to Vegas, which really doesn't make much sense. So I contradict myself by doing that because she's just beaten dog tag a couple of times. But it's like if you like one, you kind of have to like the other. Right. But I don't. Flavian. I don't know. Right. Um, so yeah, I agree. I, I've got 7, 6, 12, 2, 8, 9, 11, and 1. So that's Whoa. how deep I'm going in this race. I also have Love in there who has competed against Mishriff a couple of times. That horse I just mentioned, uh, Warlike Goddess, I mentioned is on top. Her last workout was awesome. She just opened up. She was super athletic. She gets over the ground really well. I mean, it, it was everything I wanted to see from a from a work leading up into the Breeders' Cup, from a final work. Um, so I loved, loved, loved that effort. As well, of course, you mentioned already, Louie, the, the two is pocket square Yeah. Um, for Chad Brown and I read our teams at 15 to one <laughs> for a Judmont horse, which seems like really good value. You know, she's been in some tough spots before. She's been in some grade one races here in the U.S., hasn't been able to, to really get there. Her best races were allowance levels in grade three, which concerns me a bit. But again, yes, it was Chad Brown thing, and I read our teams. That's yeah, the only so thing it's I like about her. The yeah, class right. isn't yep. necessarily right. there, but Yep. But also she seems like the horse who's able to work out a trip. She's been closer to the pace before. She's been off the pace before. She's a bit of like um, kind of a, like a lanky filly. She worked with my sister, Nat. Uh, I thought it was much easier for her, the work, than it was for my sister, Nat, her company. She did it much, much better on October 29th when they went five for longs at Belmont. Um, so I, I might include there for like a little long shot play. Uh, you mentioned the eight, Love's Only You. My sister, Nat, is in here as well. Um, I prefer her to the others. And then going to Vegas, who... Like mentioned. And then, yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see what people are going to do with dog tag 30 to one, but a horse who comes in off of um, multiple uh, graded six placings, very close placings in Southern California. So that is the end of that pick five that we opened the show with, but the start of the, mm-hmm. pick so six, if that's the start of the pick, the start six, of the, start the pick yep. six. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, um, the end of what? It's end so, end of the pick five, right? Yeah, starting of race three. Yeah, yeah. So so I'm, three so seven. I'm playing that, like I mentioned, I'm basically allowing myself the opportunity to get a big price in here by singling in some of those other races. If you're you taking that yep. route of things, and that's the difference between you and me, I think, in this sequence is that in the sprint, I think it's more wide open, and you think this race in the turf at the mile is yeah. or the mile and a three ace or whatever is more open. Yeah. So whatever, whatever people want to play. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you and I actually pretty much agree. Other than I do think Bella Sophia's got a legit chance against uh, Gamine. And uh, mm. did you do you like Ginobili at all in that other race? I should, I mean, I should ask. I mean, do you think he's got a shot in this field? I guess the life I, is good. I, or I think State? I mentioned I included him. Like if I went a little bit deeper in some of my tickets and I wanted to include some other horses in there, maybe right. as like a fourth pick, but not enough. I think against some of the other contenders in there. Got it. So. My ticket, if anyone cares, starting race three, two, seven, then five, six, then all, then one, three, five, and in the last six, seven, eight, and 12 is $288. Um, I'm obviously hoping for a major upset in that, uh, in that sprint. Uh, but, you know, if we can, if we can get through that sequence and hit, usually on Breeders' Cup Day, I mean, have we ever seen a pick five under a grand? I'm almost I mean, the, yeah, I mean, being, no chance, again, right? So, the, the pools are huge, right? So, right. So, um, um and if you play that as a pick four, by the way, it's one hundred forty-four dollars. And if you take Gamine as a single, cut that in half essentially. So you know it becomes very playable cool. very quickly to get to those tickets. So there you go. So uh, you know we mentioned a lot about shipping horses and stuff like that because the, the turf races always obviously brings in the foreign horses. I was talking to a 
a horse owner today and I, I i guess there's been a lot of shipping issues with horses here le- recently did did the major yes the one of the major shippers yes. went out of business right went out of business. yes and then it's been basically these horses yeah. have been going fedex yes and yeah yeah it's yeah. not good yeah yeah it's, so yeah, they're basically not... have like bougie shipping containers that they're putting these horses in and put them on a fedex plane and then they're trying to arrange the grooms to get on commercial flights to get there about the same time. I mean, it's it sounds like yeah. a freaking disaster um, yeah. with that. You could even call it a uh, shit show. Oh, now we are now explicit. <laughs> well, now we're explicit. We are now explicit. That's what you. That's what you wasted the explicit on. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if uh, if anyone's out there and wants to invest, uh, Megan and I would gladly run a uh, a shipping service for horses. Um, we feel like we'd be really good at that. And so, um, well, it'd be called sure. the ship show. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't volunteer. <laughs> Dad joke. Yeah. No, you liked it. You liked it. Don't, yeah, that's you right. Liked it. That's right, baby. Yeah. You know me. Yeah. Yeah. You know that. Oh, God. Oh, God. Thank you for right. making it way worse. That was I'm great. leaving. <laughs> Let's move on to the, uh, the racing, uh, the, the Qatar racing Let's Breeders' Cup sprint. No, we're going to, we got a lot of races left. So, this is the start well, of the pick six. So grade up. one, and, and Louis got 50 pages of notes, don't forget. Uh, that grade one Breeders' Cup sprint, uh, $2 million, six furlongs on the dirt. Jackie's Warrior, let's go. Yes. Mic drop, Jackie's Warrior. Are we singling here? I think you you probably can. I, I like Jackie's Warrior that much. And I, the work on October 31st, which was just three furlongs, was like, too easy for him when i tell you the horse was being restrained it was as if like he i think he could have run backwards and then around and just spun in circles and gotten that time it would have been the same like he just did it so easily um he's so fit he's so ready to go look at his record this horse is the only races in which he didn't win were the mile and a 16th um at keeneland and at oakland which are two turn races but other than that uh, the one turn right mile at Belmont, he won that race. And then other than that, all of the sprint races have been a win or a very close second by a neck where he basically should have won and had a lot of trouble in there. I think this horse is, I think he is the real freaking deal. But it's hard for me then to look at this and say, all right, you got a Dr. Shival here with Flavian on board. He's won five straight races, three for three at Del Mar and four for four at the distance. Can you really leave that horse off that ticket at four to one, Louis? I mean, you I, cannot. I think he's, he likes Del Mar, but I I don't think he's as classy as as a reminder that two horse one one oh three with no right rein last time out, literally yeah, sure. no right rein on that horse and just blasted out and was. They really don't out. use the right rein a lot of the time, anyways. Pretty much just hold the left rein because you're only turning left. You don't need it. Outside post, interesting for Doctor Shavel here, but he won in the seven hole in an eight horse field in the Bing Crosby Grade One. A bullet, 57 second, five furlong work the other day. That horse is ready. Megan would say, no, no, I, that, he ruined it in that workout. I hate that he went no, so no, fast no, in no. that workout. I didn't say that. Actually, no, because the track was actually very fast that day. So uh, most of the workouts were very fast. It was it was extremely fast that morning. Um, and I did watch him do it. And I thought I didn't love that he had to be urged slightly in the stretch. So, yes, that time is unbelievable. But I think it's biased, and I think that he, um, yeah. But I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I don't know if I love it as much. Two and nine. 
Is it, is it those two horses though? And that's it. Um, no, I actually thought that CZ rocket made a really nice impression of himself, uh, at, at Del Mar. I mean, he worked really, really well. Three, three, three furlongs in, um, 35 and four, and he did it very, very easily. His ears were up. It was a steady move for him. He's run the last three times without Lasix Grant, and he hasn't won. He's finished third, second and third, um, in the Bing Crosby, which is a grade one, the paddle Brian grade two in the Santa Anita sprint championship, which is a grade two, but Behind Dr. Sean. Peter, Peter Miller going on Peter Miller, Peter, 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 Peter at Del Mar. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I think if I'm going to try to use a horse, you know, with Jackie's Warrior, it's probably going to be. Um, if we're playing that game, rocket. If, if we're playing that game, it's Frenzy Fire, who should have beat Yalpone, but decided to try to bite his face off instead. And so <laughs> um, I love, by the way, shout out to the DRF people today who told me to slow down with my drinking. It was funny. It was great. Seriously? Settle down. DRF. Yeah, it was, um, it was great. I missed okay. that. I'll shout out on Twitter. It was great. Savage, <laughs> savaged foe, bad 16th, 116th. That's 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 a good job by someone in the notes. That's just a good job. Savaged foe. That is that is what it should have said happened. is ate his face <laughs> off. Should have said, I should have said see Mike Tyson. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna nail it though. That was great. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> I gotta find this DRF tweet to you. That's I'm really intrigued now, Louie. All right. Later. Uh, later I'll have to do that. Okay. Well, we're gonna move on to the uh, Breeders' Cup mile, which is the turf mile because they but they call it the dirt mile and then they just call the turf mile just the mile, which mm -hmm. I really kind of enjoy. One mile on the turf, two turns. Uh who do we mm -hmm. like here, Megan? Well, actually, you know, you think turf races, you think uh, the international entrance, and certainly there are some in this race, but in fact, seven of the last 10 winners have been American. So um, if you like a U.S. horse in here, I think the, the stats are on your side. There are four females in this race as well, so it is quite mixed. I have... You can do it. I got you can space blues um, in my top selections. Three is that correct. who you... Yep. What's the yeah. next one? Okay, yeah. What's the next one? Space Blues <laughs> for Charlie Appleby um, and William Buick, who of course uh, comes off of two consecutive wins in group races in France and um, Great Britain. And in fact, was at Maidan and, and didn't really have much luck that day. He actually lost to Extravagant Kid, who I mentioned earlier that I really liked. Uh, but yeah, he's never run here at Del Mar. He's never run at this distance, but he's a horse that certainly has plenty of, plenty of, plenty of class. Um, I think actually Raging Bull is going to be oh, my next selection. Terrible uh -huh. pick. No, I don't think yeah, so. Chad, Chad and I ride on the turf. It's a terrible pick. <laughs> yeah, Chad and I ride at 15 to 1 for a Peter Brandt horse. Um, she's very keen, it seems like, in her workouts. He. But um, I'm sorry, he, pardon me, You're he, six-year-old horse. Um, but I think he's had uh, quite an interesting resume, and I, I just feel like he's coming into form right now. He has certainly had better races than what he's shown of late. Um, I don't know. I, I, he's an interesting play for me to if we're going to have so much chalk up front, which I think that Space mm. Blues is probably going to be a little less than three to one. Um, the Nine Horse Mother Earth is interesting for Aiden O'Brien and Ryan Moore, who yeah, I think I like he probably horse. likes. Also another closer. Coming in from, uh, it's an Irish bred horse, but training in in England and winning some races there. Um, actually, won in France most recently in a Group One. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, you got to like that connection too. If you like Chad and Irad, basically the international version of that, I feel like is Aiden O'Brien and Ryan Moore. And then um, the sixth horse is Mo Forza, 
who's been very good in um, California. But the problem is he's been very good in California. And I feel like you have some horses in here that have been able to kind of take their game in other places. And that's not been the case for a horse like this. So I think they've avoided um, some others. And I will say that the same argument applies to Smooth Like Straight, who I also thought about using, but I'm not sure if I will. Only one for six this year with a couple of very, very close second place finishes. So we'll say that. Um, but again, pro is he loves California. Con is he's only been in California. So even though his numbers are very impressive, I feel like with the because we talk about this a lot and it's a besmirchment of California racing, I guess. But a lot of the times where our horse racing happy hour grading system is, is this a grade one or a grade two? No, it's not. I feel like more often than not, that happens in Southern in California. California. There are a yeah. few that, that are, that we say, well, no, yeah, absolutely. This is a really good field. But most of the time I feel like, mm, I feel like there's a lot of really highly graded races out there that with, at least in the past couple of years, um, that with the fields that they attract, I don't know that, that the, that they are as good as, the grading says that they are or Gulfstream in June. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. To be fair to the so. graded stakes committee, they're not throwing graded stakes at Gulfstream in June. So don't, don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> I am. This is, I think this is my uh, taking a stand race of the weekend. <laughs> I'm only using two horses here. I totally agree with Megan. I think space blues, the type, the type four numbers on this horse, they're not just better. They're absurdly better. This horse is simply the most talented of the Euro shippers. Never gone a mile. I trust that the set, the move from seven to, to eight furlongs won't be a bear. My one American here is the Peter Miller trained Mo fours of the six. And it's Flavian. Peter Miller. This is a Peter Miller special. Finding a horse, peaking at five. Total Peter Miller special. I'm three and six in this race, and that's it. There it is. All right. Well, we're going to move on okay. to the, the distaff, which is always fun and entertaining. It's a mile and eighth. On the dirt, grade one, two million dollars. And uh, Louis, we're gonna start with you since you are the expert of this field. Agreed. So, <laughs> I, I'm gonna talk about the distaff the same way I'm gonna talk about the classic. Okay, oh, there are two running styles in this field. There are three, I should say. You have the Latruska types who are gonna go up front, you have the Malafat types who are gonna sit right behind, and you have the Clarier types who are gonna sit deeper. And you have to decide which of those styles is going to win and or which is the best of those styles. There are only two horses to play in this field. One is named Latruska and one is named Alifat. And I think Clarier is going to have too much work to do to catch up to those two, uh, the mayor of the Philly. And that's the analysis. I literally think that's it. I think that the idea that someone's going to... I wonder, honestly, if other Phillies... You know, some of the Phillies are going to try to go to the front with Latruska and look at her and go, oh, bleep. What is this male horse doing on the track? Yeah. Because she's <laughs> so much bigger than them. She has that thing that we've talked about in the past with like a like a Swiss skydiver, whatever it might be, you know, um, uh, Minai Bizu, something like that, where the horse is just so impressive. I, if you pressed me, this would be my single. It would be Latruska. I like her that much. Um, but I think that Malafat has looked eyeball test this week unbelievable and super comfortable at Del Mar. She looked great the other day, just mm -hmm. jogging. Um, I, I I'm six and three here. That's as deep as I'm going on this race. So back to back three, six, three, six races. I, I think I like agree with Louie on this okay. one, which is weird. Um, well, I am the, I think I am the I think expert. Pretty, I think it's I'm pretty obvious. So. <laughs> no, but I like, but with, almost with exactly everything he said, <laughs> Oh, I <see laughs> because I think, yeah. I think Latruska. Well, you've trained is, him well. Gone Latruska. <laughs> um, the one thing is, is that 
I don't know if we should, how concerned we should be with the unintentional work on October 30th. So I saw if that, yeah. anybody didn't pay attention to that, uh, basically what happened was she was set to work five furlongs at Del Mar um, on October 30th. And there was a Richard Baltus horse that set off just after her. So she was just a little bit before, I think that horse was supposed to work a shorter distance. And then, so she comes in, she, she kind of passed that horse and then dropped in on the rail. And then that other horse came forward still and like caught her. And so the two of them matched up. And I actually, I, I, I think it was Richard Baltz that said there was a rider on his horse. I think it was just a maiden or unraced horse um, that was a little bit lighter and just couldn't hold it. And so those horses worked essentially together unintentionally. So the five furlongs in um, one-on-one and change I think it was fine, but it was, it was definitely a screw up. And so when you're talking about like the, the breeders cup level of things, how much is that affected? I don't know. I think she's still probably better than this field of horses, but it is something to take into consideration where you have this horse that's all year long, just totally untouchable. And then something like this happens. It is, you know, minute in a way, but it is also very, I don't think it's minute to, at all. I mean, I, I mean, think yeah. if we were talking about human athletes, you know, you have a very strict train schedule that gets you geared up for a performance at the at the peak time. And to me, it would mm -hmm. be the equivalent of, you know, were you were you lifting days, you know, when you shouldn't have been, or what did you do a five on five scrimmage on a day that should have been more of a of a of a rest day or whatever else? You know, yeah, I I, I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't think it's a small thing. And Malathat wouldn't have bounced back from losing to Maracuja the way that she did in the Alabama, which she did. I, but I that think wasn't that wasn't. What do you mean? That but that had nothing to do with it. How's that? She How's lost. That? She lost. She was overtaken by a horse. She was in the no, lead the whole way, and then a no, horse. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. Schedule. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the mental thing. It's not about her being passed by another horse. That's not it. It's the okay. she Train wasn't side. supposed to have that much. She wasn't supposed to exert that much energy that day. And she did. I will. And I will so, say that I don't think five furlongs at one hundred and one is exerting energy for a horse of the caliber of Lachuska. That would be my pushback. Uh, if you think that she did some kind of intermediate sprint in the middle of there, fine. But um, and I know they talked about it on. By the way, really good job by the folks on TVG doing the breakfast at British Cup or whatever. Like the coverage mm -hmm. was actually. I say that Simon did a good job. Um, that's what I mean. Simon's good at that. They should just. Let him be there. You have like 15 people. You don't need it. Just have Simon there. Just let him talk. Um, and, uh, and, you know, Joaquin's okay with interviews. Like those Joaquin two guys. On this. I thought he did a good job telling the story for yeah, sure. Right. Like those two guys and then move on. But anyways, uh, I, I think she's fine. If she's not, then uh, Malathat, who's only losses at a four horse field, um, mm -hmm. will pick up the pieces. So that's for yeah, me. But it's still, it's still the same argument. We're at the two horses. That's it. I mean, I don't see anybody else pumping up. No, here, so. I agree. I think, I think it's Malathat and Latruska. I think Malathat, the work for her where she did go, you know, five furlongs and one, I want to change exact same time on October 29th, although it was a bullet work. So, I mean, if that tells you it, it the distance could be a bullet work in some places and then in other places, it's not a, a in conditions and whatever. I, sure, I think, yeah. yeah. So I, I still think it's significant enough, especially because it was, it was that if it was like a three furlong blowout or something, I think I'd have less of an issue with it, but that, that was a lot to do um, to not be on schedule. So she's just been, it was like, she was just 
cantering again. I mean, she's just covering so much ground. She's like so good over it there. She's, um, I, I tweeted it this week, but it was like, she just has such a lovely lofty classy yeah. stride. I mean, she, she even get, got passed by another horse, um, that came up close to her and she kind of like twitched her ear and she was like, hello. And then she's like, no, I'm going to let you go. <laughs> she's a pro like, she man. Definitely she knows. Is. Oh my God. She's so smart. She knows when to turn on yeah. and she should be. I mean, this is a horse that's royally bred, right? She's her, um, she's the daughter of Curlin, her mom was dreaming of Julia who was favored for the Kentucky Oaks and had a great career herself. And so, I mean, yep. this is, this is, they call her the princess in the barn it's royalty. and like it's royalty. she, she is like, it's yep. legit. <laughs> I mean, um, so I think those are the two horses there. I, I, I mean, if you're going to play a try, I think Clarier goes in there, um, or sure. she dares the devil. Uh, Clarier was, I think has been preparing very well. Um, she kind of has, I think shown herself to be like, she won the cotillion, but I, I don't know how impressed I was by that race. More so, I think she's finished a lot of good second and thirds in like better grade one races. Um, right. What I will say by watching her workouts is that I, it made me not like Max Player, <laughs> right. who I wasn't on anyways, but it just right. like solidified that for me because she actually worked with Max Player on October 24th, five furlongs and um, minute and two. And um, Max Player needed significant urging with a whip in order to keep up with Clarier. So I was like, oh, yeah, nope, definitely don't want that one. Um, so if, if that tells you anything, I don't, that was just my opinion, but I think it's just as important to weed out the horses you don't like as to, you know, show the ones that you do like. And she dares the devil. I mean, she doesn't necessarily need the lead. She sat off the pace before we saw her do that actually here at Del Mar. So she does have a win over this track. She's raced over it twice before uh, a win in a third place effort for her. But yeah, I, I mean, you have to think that she's going to be one of the horses that's going to go right with. Right. Latruska, like, is right. she's got to be right there. They've got to do something. They didn't do anything last time. They didn't do anything the time before. They've just let this horse go. And granted, she is just faster than them. But I think Private Mission is probably going to go forward. So I think you're, you're going to have horologist. Yeah, you're going to have For maybe sure. some more speed in here that is just well, going to say why it's it's going to take the Doug O'Neill route, right? You're going to be like, why not us? And just be like, I guarantee. Only hope. Yeah, Bill yeah. Mott's just going to say. Yo, Junior Alvarado, just take horologist to the front. We'll take just our try. chance that just maybe that try. maybe that workout, like you've been talking about, maybe that workout took it out of her. Let's just figure it out. Let's just get out front and stay right. out front. And so yeah, don't. I totally think she's sorry. gonna have more pace pressure than she's ever had before. And so when we're talking about, and we've tried to beat her all year long, we're talking about like the vulnerabilities of Latruska. This could be it. Right. So my question here then is because I think we've now covered probably the three most likely singles. Okay, because mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are gonna single Latruska. If you can only single one, would you single Latresca, Jackie's Warrior, or Life is Good? Jackie's Warrior. Yeah, JW. So who would be the second most prominent uh, single? Latresca. Latresca for me. Ooh, all right. There you Maybe. go. I don't know. That'd be well, a tough we'll... one. They're, they're tied in my mind right now. We're going to move on to the Breeders' Cup turf, which is the mile and a half uh, route race on the uh, on the turf, obviously. It's a $4 million race. Um, this, this is now wide open with domestic spending and United out. Uh, <laughs> so thing. well, really domestic spending <laughs> out, but it, I mean, this, this race, this is the race really where the money could be made in the pick six. If, if, in my opinion, is that, is that correct? Probably. Yeah. All right. So All right. go for it. All right. So only one American horse has won the turf since 2013. Mike, that horse is, uh, bricks and mortar. Bricks and mortar. Yeah. I don't think any of the American horses in this race are up to his standard. 
But I'm going to include Gufo, who might be. And I do think he's capable of winner. He's my only American entry. I am going to totally sell out and include all the Euro entries and Gufo. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and 13. And then one more, the 16. And I'm doing it for Megan. Channel maker. <laughs> Okay, let me tell you. I don't know that I actually <laughs> like Candlemaker in here. I don't, but I, I've, I didn't, I'm not going to let him whip more me. I'm not going to let him whip more me. <laughs> so if anything, Channel I will maker. have like a show bet, like a large show bet, like just in case as my insurance <laughs> policy, because I just, I just replay Whitmore, who I, did it. I was just like, no, this horse is done. I'm finally off him. I tried to have him win, tried to have him win, tried to have never won for me. And then boom, just comes running down the Out stretch. At Keeman, like, yeah. what? <laughs> what is happening? And my worst fear, like I wake up at night. <laughs> this is what's going to happen <laughs> with Channel Maker is that I finally get off this horse's back and he's going to be like, oh, thanks so much. See ya. <laughs> and, like, right. and he's, and he's going to win. And that is my concern. So I, I'll listen. It's a Hasn't long won shot. Hasn't won in 2021. No, yeah. no, well aware of this. I was at most of his races, including in Dubai and Saudi, <laughs> where he didn't win, and I still tried oh. to help him win. I know he hasn't won, but it's a show bet for me. Like, I just, I can't. Because if he does, Mike, like, I will no longer be able to continue. I'm throwing him in. Show. It's, it's worth the money can't. for me. It's worth the money. I'm yeah. throwing him in. Oh, I just can't. So, um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree with Louie. I think it's the international horses race. I think it's Tarnawa um, for Dermot Weld, who right. won this race last year. So there's a British Cup champion in here. It is that horse. I think he is probably better than the rest of them. It just seems like wherever he goes, he wins or does very, very well um, <clears throat> against great competition. Uh, the seven horse in here is Walton Street, who's very interesting yep. as well for Charlie Appleby. So actually comes off of a win at um, Woodbine. They, they brought the horse from overseas to Canada. He prepped there. He ran a 110 by your speed figure um, and won that race by five lengths. I don't know, you know, how great that field was necessarily, but it was still a grade one. It was still here in the U.S. And what's interesting is he is a forwardly placed European horse. So yes. he, you know, kind of breaks that mold just a little bit. And the fact that he showed that speed already in North America. So, you know, we're like, yeah, right. He's a speed horse in the U.S. Uh, or in, you know, in Europe or whatever. But can he do that here? Well, he already did. And so... I'm very interested to see what he does with James Doyle aboard. By the way, James Doyle, brother of Sophie Doyle, who we see here um, in the U.S. quite often, and she will also be riding uh, that weekend at Del Mar. So just kind of fun story for you there. Um, but I think it's those horses. I, I think it, it's pretty much those two. I loved, loved domestic spending. Um, but with that horse out, it totally changes things up for me. So that was my four to one totally going to beat Tarnawa with this one, you know, not going to take the chalk and then the horse scratched. So now I'm taking the chalk. So, so we, we got a, uh, you know, we mentioned that the horse who won last year uh, is, is an overwhelming favorite in this the Tarnawa mm -hmm. who, how many times has the breeders cup turf race been won in back to back years by the same horse? Never. That's not true. It's happened twice actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, so High Chaparral did it in 2002 and 2003, and okay. Conduit did it in 09. Oh, yeah, Conduit. Yeah, yeah, that's my fault. So there you go for a little bit of uh, Breeders' Cup trivia. Mm -hmm. yeah. Research. Trivia. Research. There's only one <laughs> horse that's ever done in the Classic, by the way, and that's our next race. Do you know who it is? There you go. Who's the one horse in the Classic? Back-to-back? Yeah. Back? yeah. Gallant Fox. Um... <laughs> Matoli. 
Tis no. now. Tis now, right? Oh, yeah. I was going to say that. One of my favorite race calls of well, all time. Well, listen. I mean, dead air doesn't really do us a lot of good, so I had to go <laughs> on. So, all right. So I was <laughs> thinking, Mike. All right. I heard it. Okay. So, <laughs> a mile and a quarter on the dirt. So, we're going on to the Breeders' Cup Classic. This is the $6 million uh, main event. The Hot Rod Charlie uh, uh, Invitational. <laughs> Who could come in second to Hot Rod Charlie is the question. And uh, no, we know we know Pino no, Charlie's probably question. not going to win this. Yeah. All right. So here, who do we like in this one? Uh, why? Why, we'll why do you really think that Louis first? Me Megan first. Okay. <laughs> um, I've done it before. Yeah. I will do it again. You're hitting EQ. Essential quality. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> I right. I'm I think it's between essential quality and Nixco. Um. Nick's go is the favorite over essential quality at five to two. He's been preparing really well for this. He's certainly very, very speedy. Um, he probably should have had a better showing of himself in the Saudi cup, but he decided to go head to head with um, Charlatan. Both horses mm-hmm. very fast. And also Nick's go. So this is, this is actually relevant. So, um, you know, we just talked about that with Latruska and how sometimes the morning workouts uh, don't go according to plan. Nick's go ran off in Saudi with poor Dustin Dugas, who's the very talented rider um, and assistant trainer for Brad Cox. And he has the string up in New York. And it was like, I mean, I was like, Oh, I don't know if he's going to get him back. Like it was that bad. And he's that strong. Like the horse was a fire breathing freaking dragon. Um, And so he finished fourth um, in that race. And, and I think it was, you know, beaten by eight lengths. So it wasn't anything great, but I think the morning stuff, Definitely had to do with that. And he took a, just a second to bounce back. He then finished fourth behind by my standard Silver State, Mischievous um, Alex in the met, uh, Metropolitan Handicap in the Met Mile. And then he came back and he was back on form. So it didn't matter. But it, it is kind of a maybe a good example of like what it doesn't go according to plan, even just that little bit, which is why, by the way, morning workouts is, are like very – people are very careful. Like if you've ever been right. trying to – you know, get an interview or something and you, you don't know the backside well, you don't know trainers, like they're very meticulous with their schedules. Horses are creatures of habit too. And, and they, like, if I put one of my horses in a different stall than I fed him in the other day, they're like, whoa, oh my God, uh, no. <laughs> so it's, it's the little things can be very important. So Brad Cox is going to get paid. That's what the Brad Cox is going to get paid. Yeah. Right. I do think um, Medina Spirit is interesting in here. I like the fact that he won against older horses. Yeah. Uh, whereas Essential Quality has not done that. So he'll be facing older for the first time, I believe. Um, so he's been training really well. He seems to be the talk of the town out there. And then um, I thought about Hot Rod Charlie. Um, I think about Hot Rod then, Charlie every day. I know, I know you do. Uh, I mean, do we like Art Collector at all? I, I really am kind of intrigued by the resurgence. I'm of intrigued Art Collector. by the resurgence of Art Collector too, but I like I think I'll use him if I'm playing like a super. But I I don't do know. I can't, you can't do, do this. You can't do it. I don't know. Can't do I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Can't do this. All right. All right. What do you got, Louie? I, I, the reason I can't do this is because I did all of this earlier over beers by myself. Okay. When the Daily Racing Forum was like, "Yo, put the beer down." Don't do all the right. show, Louie. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. Here's what's going to happen. A bunch of horses are going to try to get the lead. Their names are Hot Rod Charlie, uh, King Guillermo. Nick's I mean, uh, Nick's King Guillermo. Um, Field pass. <laughs> Matoli. Uh, bricks and mortar. No. Uh, Medina Spirit. Nick's Midnight Bizzle. In our, our collector. So those four are actually going to try to go up front. Yeah. 
Let's be realistic about that. Nick's go is the best of those four horses. It's not, it's not a question. He's the best of those four horses. If a but that's leading what happened horse, to him in Saudi. If the leading horse wins, it will be Nick's go. Essential quality will be in fifth or sixth spot, right off the pace, ready to pounce. He's the best closer in the group. Include. There are two horses to include, the four and the five. It's very straightforward. Essential quality, Nick's go. There are your two horses. If you want to get nuts, I think the third best horse here is Hot Rod Charlie. I like the addition <laughs> of blinkers here. No, I really do. Because that horse is a wild MF. He really is. He's all over the place. Wants to take people out. Doesn't care, which I appreciate, by the way. However, not good for horse racing. And so um, I You'd have I do him think... and friends, I fire. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just chomping on each other. Yeah, right. And so yeah. <laughs> I, I think, so we had to do this, Mike, as part of our um, our picks for ABR. ABR, yeah. I, I went, I went Nick's go, then Essential Quality, then Hot Rod Charlie, and I had our collector in the four spot. I think I did the exact opposite. That's the but I think it was central quality, the Knicks go, and then hot rod charlie. Sure. Just to clarify too on hot rod charlie on the equipment as well. He actually so he wore those blinkers for most of his races already. Yes. And they are yes. French cup blinkers, which is different the, than the cheaters, right? Uh, like yeah. a yeah, than like a full cup or something like that. Yeah, they're, 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 called, they're called cheaters, but nobody calls them cheaters because if we call them cheaters, then like the media is gonna oh, yeah. like, freak sorry, out. Whatever. Sorry, so, sorry, but that's sorry. Like, but yeah, but they're they're right. they're front. Medina Spears front the cheater. So, so. <laughs> what we have is the uh, the blinkers, mm -hmm. which are not the cheaters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it's it's a mild um blinker. But he, yeah, he, he actually didn't wear those for his first three races, which were not good at all, and he had plenty of trouble, which I think he made for himself some of the time. Um, then they put them on, and then all of a sudden, this you know horse emerged that we all kind of fell in love with. Granted, he hasn't worn them, like you said, for the past two races. Um, yeah. He still won both of them grade one races with the Haskell and the Pennsylvania Derby. Do we, are they really, were they grade one races though? Did we talk about that? Are mm. they like grade one, grade one races? Or I mean, he they? ran a 111 speed the figure. Three -year -old, but grade three -year -old one races, minus. They're, they're grade yes. one, they're grade one, three-year-old races. So I will say that. Two, you like Midnight Burn. You love Midnight Burn, yeah. I did, I did like my, and I love Mandaloon, so I can't even talk. Uh, <laughs> but... Yeah, he was a little erratic in that, so they are putting the back on. So it is an equipment change, which is important, but it's also like mm, he, he, he's already done so much in them; it's not going to make it. It, could, it will only help him. So I think it's a great decision by the I, I, think, I agree. Yes, I think it's actually yeah. very. But very I think it's more like it's a bigger move. I'm just trying to say, for example, like when they've never worn it before, or it's a bigger cup blinker, or a bubble, or something like that. I just think uh, I do think Nick's goes vulnerable just because I don't think he. I think he'd rather be closer to a mile than a mile and a quarter. And mm -hmm. you know, I think I he think can handle the mile and eighth. Overrated talking you, point this week. Sure, you can think that all you want. I think it's wildly overrated. I just think at a essential quality is a better mile quarter horse than Nick's go. That, that's very time. possible. Go ahead and catch him. Yeah, I, I think he can, but go ahead and catch him. There's mm -hmm. there's there's my take. So, I mean, it took until it took until after a mile and a quarter for essential quality to catch Hot Rod Charlie in the Belmont. It took more than a mile and a quarter. Now, sure. a lot of that is race timing. I understand. But I'm just saying, on a short stretch at Del Mar, go ahead and try to catch Nick's go. All right. All right. There you go. Megan's I think it's not the quality wins. Thanks. Yep. All right. Yep. Y'all um, should go get ice cream or something and just talk about essential quality and how, <laughs> how much you like ice cream and essential quality. I have been mic dropping essential quality I know, you love the that entire year. Forever. Okay. Forever. For sure. Like, no, I, for sure. Come on. As a two-year-old. I'm not As even. I'm driving the bandwagon. <laughs> I've been on it. Megan is the bandwagon. The Hop on her back. So what, <laughs> no, what are we? Go. What are you most looking forward to? 
What are you most looking forward to on Saturday? Like which race? Which horse? Yeah, I think that there's usually like a showdown or something like that that usually kind of usually stands out. And um, essential quality, Malathat, Latruska. Essential quality, Nick's go. Malathat, Latruska. Agree. So far, I totally agree, actually. Yeah. The, the I would say that, the that's two. good. It's good, though, because I don't think For it's me. always been the case. You I know, agree. the distaff usually it, is, but the classic hasn't been. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I think the, the Philly and Mare turf could be really freaking interesting, actually. Um, I think there are a bunch of really good Phillies and Mares in that race, actually. Yeah. So, that's, right. I, that's the Between race Love, like Warlike Goddess, Loves Only You, I think all yeah. those are really good. Yeah. Phillies and Mares. I, yeah. Action wise, like really just across the board, race. I think that's probably. Yeah, that's the race that I'm saving my bankroll for, for sure. There you go. All right. And then have, and then Jackie's Warrior. Let's see what happens. Louis, do you have a pick six ticket put together or no? I didn't do a pick six. It's a $2 pick six. Oh, sh So I probably would have been at like $1,700, $1,800. Yeah. Um, but I have a $64 pick five, which I'm going to play for a dollar. And then I have a $32 pick four, which I'll probably pay for two bucks, to be All honest. Right. Um, but yeah, essentially uh, in the pick five ticket, which starts with... That was Jackie's Warrior and Dr. Shival 2 9, then 3 6, then 3 6, 7 8 9, 10 11, 12 13, and 16 because Channel Maker, what up? It was good. Just trying, trying to get it. Channel Maker, get it. Yeah. And then yeah, uh, four and five in the last race. Yeah, that's what I'm also looking five. forward to on Saturday. <laughs> 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 yeah. Just... Come on, Channel Maker. Uh, because, like, I won't even be disappointed if I lose because I'm so conditioned at this point to, like, him losing <laughs> when I bet him, right? Then I'm like, oh, well, seems par for the course. Right. But if he wins, like, if he wins, oh, my God. <laughs> it's going to be gonna be insane. There you go. All right. Well, I hope you guys have a great day Saturday and enjoy, you know, Betty. Louie, what do you got? Just a reminder, tomorrow I'm jumping on it. Uh, I'm recording at 11 a.m. with James Welsh, uh, which is 3 o'clock p.m. Scottish time. He couldn't jump on today because he's golfing. I would like that's the most out. Scottish thing ever. I would like to point out that this guy yeah. was like, I can't come on Wednesday or Thursday. I'm golfing. And then he's just gonna gamble all weekend. He yeah. lives, he lives, he lives better he lives than a good me. Life. He lives better yeah, than that's... me. Yes, that's right. Good for James Welsh. That's all I'll say. Uh, but I'll I'm gonna jump on with him. I'll release that episode uh early afternoon tomorrow. That'll be about all of the Euro shippers for the Saturday races. Yeah, so the turf and of course the turf races are probably the most difficult to handicap. So that's that'll be very valuable information. There you go. All right, uh, Megan, any parting words from you? No, uh, just that uh, shout out to Greg Pandolfo, who was at my wedding. Whoa, whoa. And he says, what? like, if your daughter wants to hear about Boulder, um, his son Nick will be happy to talk to her about it because he goes there. So, And I know so he's listening to You had a Pandolfo and a Gandalf at your wedding? Yeah, he's actually currently, like, right now, this second, listening to our Friday preview show. And I know he's going to listen to this show, too. So, you know, right. if you if you have questions oh, you there for, I had, for I had a friend of mine. Actually, uh, there was a Pandolfo at Saint X with me too. That was, you know, wow. I think that that's weird, right? Like that there's a Pandolfo. It was like the most anticlimactic note for me to be like, yeah, parting words for me. <laughs> but but I will say that um, Greg Pandolfo is uh, he goes to the track all the time. Great friend of my dad's uh, and hmm. great friend of Pete. Who's well, a, maybe I'll meet him at some point. Show, apparently, because that's when he found out that I was. Oh, engaged. I'm sure um, that I hung out with him. He's probably the reason why I he's a lawyer from New York, but he's probably the oh, reason yeah. why I became a degenerate because he goes to the track. He's interested in ponies. And my dad just wanted to like go to hang out, you know, I think, and I think so we went there. So your dad's like me there. So it's really his fault. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Okay, 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
All right. Well, the big winner is going to be the cigar that I have on Saturday. So um, you all. <laughs> Hopefully I'll see Mike on Saturday. Megan, I invited you to the neighborhood. She did not reply, which is classic Megan. Like, yeah. hey, Megan, you want to come over and watch races? And she was like, no reply, which is Megan's. Um, that's the. What I love about Megan is she she prefaces her whole communicative abilities with I'm not good at texting until she really needs something. No, no. Unless she really needs something, in which case she's terrific at calling or texting. Yeah. At calling. No, at calling. I'm not. And then I'm like, Hey, if you'd like to come by on Saturday, we're going to be watching all the the races. And she was like, she was like, no, I'm I'm not even going to reply to that. All right. I'm paying the tab. (laughs) We're getting out of here. She's gone on long enough. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye. On the horse racing happy hour. Yeah.